Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. How's everyone doing? I, I'm so happy to be able to um, stand here. This is just, and to be able to speak again. I, I, to be honest, I wasn't sure whether I'd ever get to do this again. I wasn't sure about a lot of things. I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to support my own body. And... Um, and praise God. Thank you, for everyone who was praying for me. And it made a difference. It really did. And for those of you who don't know, I have got rushed off to Melbourne to have some emergency spinal surgery. And they, when you lift, you engage your core. <sighs> That's more than two kilos, Stephen. You shouldn't lift that. Ashley put it there, though. So I just did what I was told. Whatever you want me to be, make me whatever you want me to be. They're incredible words, aren't they? Great drumming, Tim. Guys, that was just awesome this morning. Adrian, even your plucking, instead of playing with your fingers, you were, you were hammering it with that plectrum there. Make me whatever you want me to be. How profound are those words? And we sing them, don't we? We sing them so easily because it's got a great tune to it and everyone else is singing it. So I just join in and sing those words along with it. And then when you stop and you actually think about what you're saying, there's so many people that want to be somebody else and they never get to learn who they are. They never get to, they go through life and they never, they're aspiring, chasing after whatever it is. And you might say, yeah, yeah, those people, I know those people. And if only I could get this happening. And you don't realise that you're one of those people as well. I love watching television. Have you noticed? Like when somebody says, you turn the TV off and say, hey, don't talk to the TV like that. You know, like (laughs) I was raised by the television. (laughs) That's not true. Sorry. I haven't spoken for a really long time. So I'm just talking like we're sitting at a meal at a table, good friends, just chatting. Is that all right? Yeah. Fantastic. So um, there's someone in our family who loves Survivor. Love Survivor. Like you think you might like watching Survivor? Toe to toe. Hands down, mono, 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 e mono. She will hit. They will knock you out. <laughs> so anyway, but my thoughts on Survivor are a little bit different. And um, I used to love Survivor until I realised that their whole plan is to deceive and lie, outwit, outlast, outplay. And I realised. That's the opposite to what Jesus said. I reckon survivors the Antichrist. (laughs) And they gave away who they are. (laughs) No. Outwit, outlast, outplay. And we say, and if it's the dirty lion mongrel backstabbing one we go oh they played a good game 
you know, in footy, oh, they biffed behind play and they elbowed them and everything. Oh, but they, oh, they got best and fairest. And we say, aren't they great? And we cry out how great these people are and we aspire to be like them. And Jesus had a totally different game plan. Jesus' game plan was outgive, outfast, outpray. Outgive, outfast, outpray. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. These things are keys to the kingdom. So we fast in this church. Oh. Look how much I shake when I have to engage my core now to do everything and let go. Fasting is very important. It goes against the pattern of this world, totally. The pattern of this world is, no, don't fast because your body will then go into starvation mode and if you're trying to lose weight, then you're going to gain more weight. If I'm not putting anything in... How do I keep gaining weight? So, it doesn't matter. We don't fast to gain or lose weight. It's not about weight. It's about actually bringing the body into subjection and allowing our spirits to communicate with God. And you might say, how does that work? doesn't make sense to me. Evidently, you haven't fasted. Because if you have, you would have experienced this profound phenomena that God blesses us with. And the world goes, it's great, because if you look at fasting now, how many fasts can you do? You can get apps for fasting. You can get different cycles for fasting. There are books on fasting. There's all, but it's all how it benefits you physically and some of it to do with spiritually. But when you connect with meditating on the Father while you fast and you govern your, your body... Because it's your will, your spirit, having authority over your body. That's what fasting is. Just for clarity, the Hebrew fast was from when the sun rose until the sun set. Then they would eat. So the normal fasts, when you read about fasts in the Bible, were from sunrise until sunset. And then they would eat. Jesus set a totally different example on that. Moses did as well. Moses didn't mean to, but he went up onto the mountain and for 40 days and 40 nights did not eat or drink. Came down, got angry with everyone, smashed the tablets, went back up onto the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, did not eat or drink, did not think this out. <laughs> didn't even pack a cut lunch or have a thermos with him. Not, e- not even a goat. <laughs> But fasting is very good for us. So whether or not you can go without a meal, whether or not, if you're younger, go without social media. If you can govern your mind to go without social media and you can train yourself again to, th- to once again be alone with your thoughts and go, I don't need to know. I don't need to know what everyone else is doing. I don't care who thinks what. I just... I want to know what Jesus has for me. Make me whatever you want me to be, not make, can I be what they are? Can I, can I do that pose? Can I, yeah. Didn't the kids do a great job when they spoke a couple of weeks ago? I know a, lot of, a few of them aren't here, but man, that was so good. I was just sitting there loving that, just loving it. 
what Kylie said before about the preparation, this is a preparation year, no doubt. This is a preparation fast. I feel it in me. I said last year, I said we're going from a year of jubilee to a year of recovery. That was me. <laughs> I'm recovering, but, um, but in that joke, I realised sometimes a lot... <laughs> More often than not, when I say a joke, God's actually saying something to me. And I realise then, oh, you are speaking. And he does. Steve McCracken said last year, what we choose to do in the next few months. No, yeah, it was last year. What we choose to do in the next few months will set, up, set us up for the next few years. What we choose to do in the next six months will set us up for the next five years. What we choose to do in the next year will set us up for the next ten years. It's what foot you better move I was telling my foot to move and I'm like I'm in the I'm full of faith I just had a shower with God and has anyone else had those so I'm, I'm in this and I'm full of faith and I get out and I'm like foot move foot move, move come on move I command you you know and I'm doing everything I know and then God laughed at me and I told Kyle I didn't want to tell anyone and I, I sure didn't want to tell you, but somehow I am telling you. And so um, last night I'm telling Kylie, I'm going, I'm carrying a man in my foot. And then God just, Dad laughed at me. And she just goes, really? He goes, what? What did he say? And he goes, Stephen, if your foot was okay now, you'd be running and you'd be doing everything like you. And I'm like, oh, I would. <laughs> I would. And everything else has to heal. Sometimes we have disconnects in our, our life and we just, we're just so focused on that. And God's doing a work there that is more holistic than what we can actually imagine. So God chooses to share his goodness, his glory and his authority. We choose whether we keep it, retain it, value it, build on it or we replace it with something else. What do you think most humans choose? Let's go to the... No. <laughs> so today's Vision Sunday. I said I was going to talk really quickly. This isn't going to happen. Isaiah 43, 1 to 3. I love Isaiah. Praying about God, what is the word for next year? Do you have a word for this next year? And this, I mean as in this year because I was asking him last year. And all these thoughts came flooding in. And all these scriptures just kept flooding in and they all collated and then this incredible tapestry came out of it and that's what the word of God is. It's a language in itself that paints pictures, it gives visions, it, it, it fuels your dreams, it, it fuels the fires of your passions in life and your desires. It's the way to live. Have I told you I like my Bible? Do you like your Bible? Do you value your Bible? Please value your Bible. There are, there are nations that don't have it. Isaiah 43, 1-3. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. <laughs> Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Do you know what I love about Scripture? A lot of people say, oh, but this is Old Testament. 
Yeah, but that God hasn't changed. And the heart he has for this guy back then, who was a deceiver, who ripped off his dad, who con sorry conned his dad, ripped off his brother, fought with his brother, had fled from his brother, did incredible things, had these kids who did some terrible things. And God says, because of what your forefather did, Abraham, I have favour on you. And do you know what? Because of his favour on Abraham, because of his favour on Isaac, because of his favour on Jacob, because of his favour on David, because of his favour on Jesus Christ. Do you know there were a lot of Jesuses around? Up to that night before the angel came, spoke to Mary, Jesus was just another name. Like Joshua meant saviour. Joshua, Jesus, another derivative. Yeshua, Joshua, Yeshua. But the night that he says you will call, he will be the son of the most high God and you will call him Jesus. It changed. You know, you see a lot of Jesus playing soccer in Mexico, but Jesus, that name Yeshua, Jesus, changed that night. That change emanates today. Jacob changed, Israel changed, because God redeemed them. God summoned them by name, and God says, you are mine. He says that to us. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, <laughs> you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I... See, we look at the waters, we look at the rivers, we look at the fires and we look at our bodies and we go, oh, how am I going to preserve me, save me? And he says, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I love it. Salvation belongs to our God. I am God that saves and there is no other. Then he says, gee, I hope I got these scriptures right. Is the next one forget the former things? Did I get that right? I just realised I jumped around in my scriptures giving them to you. Did I get it right? What's first, the next verse? Because <laughs> I'm looking at my notes going, oh, that one hasn't got it. Yes. So we've all heard this, what? Um, no. <laughs> it's in Isaiah. And it's, I'm looking at my notes as I'm reading and I'm like, oh, I've put a big gap. Because I, I said to Kylie, I've got so many things and I've got like 40 messages going through. My, Do you love your Bible app? Not at the moment, no. Is it verse 16? 16. Sorry, Das. We, we almost had it, Das. 18. Don't listen to Pastor Adrian. No, thanks. Yes. You know, around 45, I had a friend once said to me, you know, I was like 47, he said, you know, around 45, your eyes change and it starts slowing down. And I said, not mine, my eyes are fine. Thank you, Kevin. And then a year later, I had glasses. <laughs> Never noticed it before. Then I'm started going, maybe my eyes are a bit funny. Okay, so the, the scripture I'm bringing out now is forget the former things. Is that? Yeah. Woo! 
were there. Forget the former things. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff that he says in there that he does. You were my witnesses to it. I did all this stuff for you. It was profound how I disciplined nations and how I stepped you up. It's profound how I did all this stuff in your life. Now, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The word for this year is new. I'm doing a new thing. I started thinking about it and God just spoke into my spirit. The year of Jubilee, it's not that that year has passed. If you're going, Jubilee, I didn't get any territory back. I didn't get my bills paid. I didn't get forgiven anything. What's this Jubilee? No, 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 no. That's a perpetual thing. We now live and it's not a time frame. It is in the, what did I say last week about what is time? Time is the force that brings force, <laughs> brings forth transformation. I've lost my balance, got it back. Brings forth transformation. Seasons are brought about because of what? Because of chronological time? No, because of God said it in that that force would bring about time and he put all the measures in the universe that show us that we can measure what season it is and what's exactly it is by the stars out there. Oh God, you're so amazing. Forget the former things. So quickly, number one, point number one, forget the former, forget the past. Too many people are holding on to the past, talking about long COVID, sticky vaccines, sticky COVID, sticky attitudes, contaminated, whatever. I can't keep up with it and I'm having to, like, it's really terrible but, I'm choosing my words very carefully here. Okay. My dad said a profound thing to me once when I was growing up and because I, I had a heart for the house of God and, and I remember saying something about church one day. Weren't many people there or something and, and to me today that doesn't matter at all because whoever comes, that's exactly who God meant to, there to be. If we have a worship night and 10 people turn up and everyone's going, where's everyone else? I'm going, well, evidently missing out, but I am going to soak myself in the presence of God. Like I am in the, the throngs and, you know, the 10,000 upon 10,000s and heralding angels. And I just go, yeah, that's where I want to be. I don't know where any, ever, anyone else is, but that's where I want to be. Forget the former, forget the past, cut it off. I don't know what past holds you back. I know what past holds me back. I know what comes back to try and remind me of how frail I am, how weak I am, how I've fallen at times, how I make mistakes, what my attitudes are. And I keep reminding my attitudes and all those past thoughts that I'm not that person anymore. And um, because I was bought with a price, I'm no longer my own. You are mine. He just said it. I've called you by name. I've slapped the title on you. It's like you were a puppy and I said, you're now Stephen and come home with me. And now I'm his. I'm in his family. <laughs> forget the former. Forget the past. Whatever past is holding you back from stepping into the faith walk, 
deeper, the deeper faith walk, whatever that past is, whatever the past is telling you about an absolute in your life that keeps resonating again and again, whatever that past is, it's time now for that past to drop. Scripture tells us that we have the authority to take every thought captive and to, to wrestle every argument that, is, that tries to raise itself against the knowledge of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of those thoughts. And I, I have to play this game a lot. The Word of God to me isn't just something that I have to do. It is a key in my life to being able to make it through. And not only just make it through, but as we are called to be in re- revelation, to he who overcomes, to she who overcomes, there is something coming that is going to bring clarity to that whole pronoun area as well. Forget the former things. Forget the former things. Forget the former things. Whatever past is lying to you (laughs) and deceiving you, whatever past is deceiving you into thinking that this reality, this existence that you're in at the moment is okay and this is all it's going to be and it's probably just going to go downhill from here, that's a lie. That's a lie because that's not what the Word of God says. I have to stand on what the Word of God says. Does the Word of God says from glory to diminishing? Oh, we've read that. Good. That's what it is. Because at the moment, everyone's saying it's, it's only bad and going to get worse. That's the pattern of the world. What does the Word of God say? In the last days. Have you read what it says in the last days? And I'm not... not talking about just the book of Revelation here. I'm talking about right through Scripture of where it says in this day and in this day. And when you read it and it says in this day and then it says and then after that day and you go, oh, that day is about talking about Jesus and then that day is talking about us. Come on, there is so much in the Word of God. Forget the former, forget the past. Whatever past is holding you back, whatever, it, it might be your requirement on getting an education right. Ricard, it's not you. Getting an education, getting the right job, getting the right house, being in the right city, getting, I don't know, getting the right partner, get, whatever it might be that's been holding you back, set yourself right now. God has you. He's called you by name. He, you are his. He doesn't lose anything that is his. Forget the former. Forget the past. Say it with me. I'm going to forget the past. Okay. That's point number one. Point number two is don't dwell on the past. Why did God say that? Why did he say forget it and then don't dwell on it? Because he made us. He knows exactly what we do. So when we forget it and we write, I won't remember that anymore, every now and then it comes back and then we, what do we do? We dwell on it. Oh, why did I do that? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. If only I'd done this. It would have worked out so much better. If I'd only just done that. Three hours later, conversation by yourself. People are walking around you in Woolworths going, what's wrong with that person? Or is that just me? Don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on it. Whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is just, whatever is of good report, 
I'm hearing so much bad report and I just switch off now. Because I'm like, don't talk to me about bad report. <laughs> I had a friend once who was very unkind. He says, don't come to me with problems. I want results. I'm like, that's really cruel. I find myself saying that to people all the time now. <laughs> don't come to me with problems. Come to me with a result. Come to me with a problem solved. Or how you think you want to do it and let's work that out together. Works for family, works for church, works for relationships. So, forget the former. Don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing. That word actually means in the Aramaic, wake up and see. Wake up and see. Everything about this pattern of this world wants to lull us into a sleep, wants to lull us into a satisfaction that this, is, this show binging is okay, it's good enough to satisfy me. This food's enough to satisfy me. This relationship's enough to satisfy me. Whatever it is, it lulls us into a sleep and a false sense of security that this is it. And God says, I have more for you. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those who love him. Wake up and see. And that's not just look, that's actually see things. We need to see things afresh. God is requiring us to see things afresh. Some of us have been seeing it cloudy. I've had this massive revelation about the body with disconnects and misinformation getting through and, and a real reality about it where I want to be able to praise but, and worship and jump, but because of a trauma, my signals are disconnected. And I think of that about the body of Christ, how there's passionate people worshipping and just lost it. And then on the peripheries... Because the heart of this church is to be a worshipping church. But sometimes that signal gets disconnected so much so that sometimes on the peripheral that the, the body doesn't feel it as much. And God's restoring that. God's restoring that. This is a daily thing. Wake up and see. This is a daily thing. Wake up and see. What have you got for me today, Father? What, what's new today? It's a lifestyle transformation of not being caught up in the, the deception and the matrix construct of this planet. God has put in a pattern there. It's in scripture. There's a pattern in creation that just heralds, screams, blows trumpets like Will Fangaloka, not like anybody else. <laughs> and to anyone who was here last week and went, what the heck are these people doing we don't normally do that sort of thing. Blowing shofars in church. Well, no, we, we attempted. Okay. We're finding more and more that there are hidden messages in creation. More and more. They found out now in our DNA that, um, oh, I won't go into it, but virtually the numerical values on our DNA comes out with the name of God. In the Hebrew, in the in the gematric, which is pretty cool. Haven't find, I haven't gone in there and worked it out myself. I'm taking somebody else's word for it, so I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. I think that's so brilliant. Fibonacci sequence, also known as the divine sequence. Any anyone heard of it? 
So the Fibonacci sequence is really interesting. It's a mathematical process and it goes around and around like that. That when you add the two together, the next one the add is doubles it, but it's actually almost two and a half times it. <clears throat> Stephen, why do you have to talk? So it looks like, you know, like a shell. The shell, that sequence. Well, they've now found something that is so <laughs> incredible. This is how they explain it. There is a new mathematical code sequence that speaks to a hidden governmental government of design. It's a palindromic code that's embedded. And if you move, this is the only way we can do it. If you move the prime gap, so you know how you've got prime numbers and then all the others, all the other numbers, non-primes. So if you move the prime gaps, which are all the numbers between primes, into a radius and then you take those arches, so you've got all the prime numbers, and then you take those arches and you, sorry, and you radius and you link them together. I'll read it out. It makes more sense. No, it won't make more sense. Then these arches, oh no, I missed it. Prime gaps, which are all the numbers between prime numbers into a radius, then these arches connect prime numbers and if you move the negative space basically into a radius and you circle those radii, the torque geometry arises organically within the primes and the composite to produce this incredible picture of spirals all around. I wish I had it for you but I couldn't get it because this is only new. It's only you. So they said, this, this here, and they said, well, what does this mean? What are we looking at in this model? And they said, you're looking at gravity. You're looking at the symmetry of the body. You're looking at language. You're looking at everything. We have found this geometric shape in atoms, and it also forms our galaxies. It's everywhere. It's constant and it speaks of a governmental authority behind everything. Wake up and see. Wake up and see. Jesus said in John 15 that his father reveals mysteries. Reveals mystery. Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, there is a God in heaven who reveals mystery. Nebuchadnezzar says, surely your God is a God of gods and the Lord of kings and revealer of mystery. He reveals mysteries from the darkness, Job said. Daniel said, it is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. Jeremiah said, speaking of God, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. And in Ephesians, Paul said, pray on my behalf that I would have the boldness to speak the mystery of the gospel there are mysteries there for us to discover right now and if you are bored with life you have lost that dis that discovery to go looking for mysteries in God again and that's what fasting affords you it allows you to shut off the extraneous the television's not getting my attention she's just trying to woo me and I said no no away from me you temptress I'm, I'm allowing my wife to still have her crush with A.W. Tozer because if she brings out gold like she did this morning, that's okay by me. But this, I have to shut off this temptress in my life. She can't speak to me anymore. I need to govern my time. I, I, I realised it's been a year since I've been this close with God and I'm embarrassed. Even when I was hurting and on the floor of the shower. Can I tell you some stories? So 
the floor of the shower became my best friend all hours of the night um, because I could just lay there and just let the water run over me. But when I was in hospital, I went in and and I laid on the floor and I put this sh- and I I couldn't get up once I was down on the floor. So I buzzed the nurse and she came into and it's beautiful having a hot shower when you're in so much pain. And she came in. I said, "Look, I'm I'm on the floor." Don't panic. I haven't fallen. I've, I've just got down. She goes, oh, that's all right. I'll just go and get some towels and stuff and come back. So she went and told another nurse, Stephen's in there, we need to go. She comes, walks in, didn't tell her that I was on the floor, comes running in. Stephen! She comes running over and like almost throws herself. Whoa, what's happened? I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Hi. <laughs> don't lay on the floor of hospitals. The nurses don't like it. It must be a, they should write it on the walls somewhere. As you're going in, don't lay on the floors. I have many, many embarrassing stories. So, here we go. Finish up. Finish up. Forget the past. Don't dwell on the past. Wake up and see every day. I'm speaking this over you. Speaking it over you because words are powerful. Wake up and see every day. You will. Behold, he's doing a new thing. The word new. Chodash means to restore, to renew, to rebuild, to resurrect. To restore, to renew. Well, it's actually to rebuild, to restore, to rebuild, to renew. There's a process to it. What does God want to restore, renew, rebuild, and resurrect? In Elijah, sorry, in Ezekiel and in Jeremiah, there's a whole bunch of scriptures that talk about, oh, I'm going to pour out my spirit on mankind. I'm going to put a heart of flesh into them. I'm going to put my word inside them. They're going to obey my commands. I'm going to be their God and they're going to be my people. Ezekiel, he says, yeah, Ezekiel, he says he's going to, He's going to change us from the inside out by his word. And everyone's going to know. And no longer will you have to say, hey, come, know the Lord or come with me. Let me teach you the Lord because everyone will know the Lord. And God says, because I have forgiven their sins and I've taken away their shame. These are the things that God wants to restore, renew, rebuild and resurrect the spirit in the spirit. The points are spirit, heart, law, because these are the things that he talks about. I'm going to put my spirit in them. I'm going to give them a heart of flesh, and I'm going to put them, my law inside them. That they, and when you hear law, you think, oh, law. No, 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 this is the good life. This is how to live a good life with one another. This is how to live a good life with God. The, Jesus didn't come to wipe away the law. That's a bad thing. No, as David said, the law of the Lord is perfect. It gives wisdom to the, to the um, what is it? it is simple, thank you. It was so simple. Spirit, God is, is breathing afresh, restoring, renewing, rebuilding, resurrecting what it means to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. People have contaminated it. They've used it the wrong way. God told me to do this, and that's just an excuse to get away with doing their own thing. God's saying, I'm bringing an end to that. In the days of the first church, anyone that said, the Spirit told me to do this, but then did their own thing, dropped dead. 
That's New Testament. God is wanting to rebuild, not to kill people, but to, for the church to have a holy reverence and a holy fear that we want to keep pure and we want to keep righteous. We want, to, we want to keep our relationship with God so valuable in our life that it's the first thing we wake up and seek every morning. What it means to be spirit-filled and spirit-led, not just hashtag born again, but rebirth and becoming Jesus. You know, in birth, it's not easy. Does anyone ever have an easy birth? No, not even the ones where it drops out quick because they're racing to get to the hospital and it falls out in the carport. That happened to a friend of ours. Birthing takes time. Birthing is painful. I've got a message brewing inside me about how only through suffering do we find glory because it talks about only those that have actually partnered with Jesus' suffering get to partner with Jesus' glory. And I've got something, I don't know, he's speaking to me about that. For me, I'll share it. Rebirth and becoming Jesus. Leonard Ravenhill said, I don't ask people when or when or where, what did I write here? When you were saved or how long you've been saved, I ask, are you following Jesus and are you filled with Jesus? Not when did you get saved and how long have you been saved? Are you following Jesus and are you filled with Jesus? Because if you're filled with Jesus, then Jesus shows. He's changing, restoring, renewing, rebuilding the spirit, dreams and visions, prophecies. This is all in the Spirit because He says in the last days I'll pour out my Spirit and there's going to be dreams, there's going to be visions, there's going to be prophecy, there's going to be miraculous outpourings, there's going to be intense comfort of the Spirit that even when you're in a dungeon mistreated and beaten and illegally so, being a Roman citizen illegally so put in prison, that they praise God, their heart is to worship God. Dreams, visions, they had comfort in the middle of that. Okay. Conviction of the Spirit, the pursuit of righteousness. God is going to rebirth that. He's going to restore, renew, rebuild and resurrect. Conviction and the pursuit of righteousness. We think conviction is a bad thing, but actually conviction is what gives rocks their integrity. It's what gives concrete. It has conviction. It actually has strength and it has integrity to it. We need conviction. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of conviction. He allows us and speaks so beautifully into our lives. That's not the right path. That's not where you should be going. You need to get back onto this right path. We need to have an ear to hear. Hunger for the Word. Oh, it's going to grow. Hunger for the Word is going to grow. That's all in the Spirit. Why? Because I require His Word in my daily decision-making. I require His Word to ignite my spirit again. I require His Word. I'm a dipped in. He gives me so much. He gives me so much and I leak it out everywhere. But it's good because He gives me so much. And as long as I cherish it and value it, He just keeps pouring it in. So that's the Spirit. In the heart, He's going to change our affections. He's going to change our affections. That's all I can. Marriages are going to change. 
change. Families are going to change. This is all within heart. He's going to give us a new heart because it doesn't say by our apologetic um, discourse, they will know that we've been with Jesus. It won't say because of our theology, they'll know that we've been with Jesus. It says because of our love for one another. That means for your partner. That means for your wife, your husband, your children, your your mum and your dad. That means in that core bit, because if you can't love in that unit, you're going to find it hard to love anywhere else. God's going to be bringing back affections here. And in that thing, what, is, what comes out of the overflow of the heart? The mouth speak. Proclamations are going to change this year. God is going to restore, renew, rebuild, resurrect proclamations that are going to be right. When I was in pain, laying on my side, and I'm about to get flown up, finally the doctor has argued with me and said, you have to go and have a surgery. At least go and talk to him down in Melbourne. I said, okay. And I got the elders to come in and pray for me and... They laid hands on me and Frank um, said a magic word. Not a magic word. Yes, it was. He said, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to reverse the words. And I'm like, yeah, I know that one. Reverse the words. Rickard, it's like that. Reverse the words. I know that. And then I realised, okay, no, no, there's a new level of knowing that that I need to grow into. So coming out, like going into surgery, they're like, the guy's telling me you need a a fusion. I don't want to just do this half-heartedly. You need a fusion. You need a, a spinal cage. And I'm like, no, nah, just deal with the pain and I'll be fine. Just leave it up to me and God. Coming out of it, my foot's dead. And he's like, well, worst case scenario, if that's the best it's going to get. And I'm like, it won't. It's going to get better. Everybody that I spoke to, and they, I'm getting out of bed and I'm in pain. They're going, oh, you know, you're going to be in pain. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting stronger every day. Some days I didn't. I'd say, oh, my foot's dead. And Kylie goes, it's not dead. It's waking up. You're waking up. You're waking up. And I'm, I'm, and I'm telling my foot that, but it's not my foot. It's up here. Isn't that amazing how trauma in the body can be manifested somewhere else? Proclamations in our praise, in our prayer, in the pattern of our words. And not only that, the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart. God's going to be renewing, restoring, rebuilding and resurrecting. And in the law, this is the standards, this is the values, this is the wisdom, this is the protection. When you read about the Word of God, it is so profound. It's a new day, it's a new year and God is doing a new thing. Forget the former, forget the past. Don't dwell on it when it tries to come. Whatever mistakes you've made, there's nothing you can do about them. You learn from them. People say mistakes are terrible, but mistakes have given me some of my best lessons in life. I wish I'd never made them, but I'm glad that God brought good out of it. Forget the former things, don't dwell on them. Wake up and see every morning. Wake up with a fresh amount of wonder. If you can do one thing, just wake up and say, oh, thank you, God. Before you say anything else, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, I'm alive. You might say, I wish I was dead. But He knows that. He knows that. He knows how you're feeling. But let Him know how good He is to you. So important. Wake up and see He's doing a new thing. He wants to rebuild, restore, renew and resurrect stuff in our life this year. 
After Jubilee, they had to go in. They had to renew, restore, rebuild and resurrect all the vineyards, all the trees. They had to prune them all back. They hadn't been tended for over two years now. There's some work we need to do. God's speaking to us in the spiritual here. We need to prune some stuff off our branches. Why? So we can produce more fruit. So we can produce more fruit. Can you stand with me if you're able? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for speaking afresh to us. You are faithful, God. And I thank you for what you're going to bring out this year as you speak to us. Lord, as new hearts, new spirit, new word arising in each one of us. Father, I thank you for the new, for what you're going to restore, rebuild, renew in each one of our lives. Father, I speak that over each life now. Forget the former things. Forget the past. Do not dwell on the past any longer. See, behold, I am doing a new thing, says the Lord. Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? Even now it bursts forth. (laughs) Even now. I am he who makes a way in the wilderness and streams of water in the wasteland. See, too too much we look on the wilderness and too much we look on the wasteland and we don't look at the supplier of the one who puts a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Father, I thank you for the way that you're showing us. And just as in Ezekiel said, stand at the crossroads and look. Look for where the good way is and walk in it. On that, guys, in Ezekiel, it does say, but you say, we will not. And then it goes on to say, but I have put a wake man, a herald to blow a trumpet, a wake man. A wake man. Wake up, see. He says, but we will not listen. We're in a time where we can either say, yes, we will listen. Yes, we will hear. Or we won't. Let's make the choice to say, yes, we're going to hear. Yes, we're going to hear. Are you with me on this? Father, I thank you for speaking to us. And we respond with a resounding yes. Father, make me whatever you want me to be. Come on, guys, we can say this together. And that's us corporately as well as us individually. Husbands and wives, just grab each other right now and just say, come on, Father, make us, make me whatever you want me to be. If you've had a fight this morning, maybe just link pinky fingers and say it. Make us whatever you want us to be. If you can't do that, I don't know, I can't help you. Make Make us, Father, make us Jesus. I want to be Jesus to my world around me. I want to carry the authority of Jesus. Not authority to to carry weight, but only in the spiritual. That I'll cast demons off people's lives. That I'll break limitations off their life. I'll speak salvation and forgiveness over their life. Guys, this is all the authority that we have. This is the authority that we've been given The Word of God says if we forgive people's sins, they are forgiven by our Father. How powerful is that? Why do so many believers, (laughs) so many many born-again people years ago, maybe not following Jesus and filled with Jesus, 
but they hold on to offenses and they, uh. Father, thank you for forgiving us. Gone a little bit over. I said I was going to be short. Coming up this month, guys, take a step in fasting. Take a step in praising fresh. Take a step in praying again. And not praying, oh God, do this for me or do that for me, but pray, Father, thank you. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Whatever your issue is and whatever the problem it is, pray your kingdom come, your will be done. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website riveredgechurch.com.au